What's up, Black Men Can't Jump comic book fans? James III here to talk to you about my comic series, Junior, available now on Kickstarter. The ghost with the most past due child support is back in four brand new issues of this semi-autobiographical supernatural comic series. It's got all sorts of spooky hijinks for fans of Beetlejuice, The Good Place, and The Mummy, stuff like that, and features award-winning artists from Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, and more. It's available on Kickstarter through June 9th. Go to ruleof3inc.com or follow me at ruleof3inc on IG for more details. Donate today! At Kroger, we know the minute a tomato is picked off the vine, the fresh timer starts. The sooner we get our produce to you, the fresher it is. That's why we've completely overhauled our process to shorten the time from harvest to home for our tomatoes, strawberries, and salads. Because we know how much you love fresh produce, we give you more time to enjoy your tasty fruits and veggies at home. So whether you're shopping in-store, picking up, or prefer delivery, we're committed to bringing you the freshest produce possible. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Forever. Dog. Hey, y'all, have y'all ever, um, have y'all ever, like, interacted with, like, the supernatural or, like, a ghost or anything like that? Have you ever had that happen to y'all? I don't no. think I've interacted with a ghost. <laughs> I do believe in ghosts, though. The way Bray said no was, like, <laughs> Bray said no, like, of course not. She's people, like, no. people. <laughs> I know, people believe in it. I there know. are times that people believe, when I when I was a kid, now, granted, I was, I was a kid, but my uncle would tell stories about, like, a man with a pig face that lived in the woods. Wow. L- listen. He, yeah. No, I'm just saying, I believe in ghosts. So, like, if he, I feel like random adults saying adults don't just bring up goats. So, if we were ever out and one of y'all came back and said, hey, nigga, I just saw something in the hallway, you don't have to worry about convincing me. Because I trusted y'all same people. And if you came to me and was like, hey, <laughs> nigga, there's a ghost in the hallway, it's time to strap up and get out of here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I always hate in the movies, in real life, people are like, uh, there's no such thing. Next thing you know, five people got to die. They're like, it's ghosts. Yeah, nigga, he told you. Sorry, go ahead about your pig face, dude. <laughs> I mean, but I I agree with you though. Like, I feel like like I don't. It was scary. He would take he would take us through the woods and like go to different. I remember there was like a um. There was like a a structure that used to exist. So there were like you know like bricks that like were barely. It was like barely a wall now. You know, like barely a chimney. And he would like take us there and then tell stories. I'm like, yeah, these are the this is where the pig bones. <laughs> this like, is I awful. I I know it was, and it was scary and fun though. It was like fun, and like I don't believe, you know. Obviously, I know that he was just trying to like rile us, and and that was fun. But I think that like because of that, I like agree with you, Gerard. Like if somebody was like, "It's ghosts in the next room," I'd be like, "All right, I'm out. We're done. Whatever we need to do." I mean, I it's just you know what it is. I just again, I feel like everyone knows how insane you will sound if you say you saw a ghost or an alien so if someone is coming to you being like hey i know this is crazy i saw a ghost then i'm like well shit i'd rather i'd rather be prepared than to be like no nah, i don't believe you then i go outside and there's a big ass zombie thing right here and then i'm eating and i'm like i'm not <laughs> trying to get ate by no goddamn zombie when the person told me could you imagine if that person was great and then all of a sudden a zombie bit your leg and he'll be around the corner I told you they were zombies. I cannot go out like that. I cannot have that be. I cannot have that be how I go out. Oh man, sorry, I'm slightly distracted. I'm. Uh, <laughs> I was just checking the scores to this NFL 
Uh, guys, the NFL is on. So sorry. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, it's on. They're doing it. They're doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We were just no, talking this is about... really a good game. Uh, Detroit versus uh, New Orleans. You also got the Vampires versus the Bronx. Wow. <laughs> wait, wait. How did he? Do... Wait. Did he well, so he, he so what Detroit? he did was he said that there's sports happening, and then he yeah. named. No, the NFL uh, is on. Yeah. No, the <laughs> Detroit Lions are versing the New Orleans Saints right now. You also have Vampires versus the Bronx. That's that game's fourteen to seven. So is the Bronx, the Bronx is the mascot. The Bronx is down fourteen to seven. So who are the vampires? Like who's there? Like what, yeah, what like where are they team from? do they play? What do they? I mean, what? Hmm? Uh, yeah, what city? Is <laughs> where are they from? Oh, they actually don't have a city. They're they're in the process of moving. So it's just so, vampires versus the Bronx. Okay, don't just start saying the the plot of the movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. That was sad. Let's start the show. Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Drop Billy What more can I say? Black men can jump. Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. Little bitches took my sprite. <laughs> oh, that was a good line. The best line in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, also, was... I love how quickly he found that this fight was missing. <laughs> I thought we were going to get a little more from him, but that line was worth it. Yeah. Um, yeah. This was also made by Broadway Video. I was thinking we could have been talking about SNL in the in the cold open, but you oh, know, we could have. But we'll talk about it in this. We'll talk about it now in this episode. I like. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad we talked about Pigman. <laughs> Listen, someone else probably has heard the story of Pigman or Pigface. Yeah, what did I say? I don't even remember. You said it was a dude with a face. I of feel a pig. like that. It, it, isn't there a Twilight Zone episode villain. where people have pig faces? It is. Yes. I have the Beholder. It it's a really good episode, yeah. but it's not the same thing. It's not the same Got thing. It. They wasn't in the woods, you know. I mean, with right. pig Professor bones. Pig, Professor Pig on Batman, like he has a pig face. Professor oh, Pig. That sounds gross. Yeah. Thank y'all for understanding. We got you. No, but this movie, <laughs> anyway. Vampire versus the Bronx, BX. I used to stay in the Bronx. So I felt very, um, very drawn to this movie. Oh. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> no one else? Nobody? No, okay. All right. The okay, somebody Bronx. did it at home. I'm somebody from Harlem. Did it. But Harlem's pretty close, you know. It's only it's only a couple uh, D train stops away. Um, Yankee Stadium's there. Yankee Stadium always was going there as a kid. Listen, what I'm trying to talk about now, though, is the fact that my name is Jonathan Braylock. I'm Gerard Milligan. And I'm James the Third. He's happy. Don't mind him. We are a singing. film review podcast. We review films of leading black actors. We talk about them in the context of race and diversity yeah. in Hollywood. Yeah. And as Gerard very uh, elegantly said, we are... <laughs> reviewing the film Vampires vs. the Bronx, which is on Netflix. It's a Netflix movie. Boop, boop. Sorry. <laughs> it just feels natural. It just feels natural. feels natural. Um, okay, so this movie was uh, directed and written by Oz, Osmany Rodriguez. Is that how yeah, you, you say his name? Oz. Oz. Oz Rodriguez. All right. Oz, I'm trying to get these kids names because they're, they put the other people first. You know. Bullshit. Where, where, where are these kids? Well, they're, names? you know, 
Gregory Rodriguez. I guess Diaz were great. Coco Jones. Uh, who is Jaden Mitchell? Okay, that's who it is. Jaden Michael. Mitchell. Sorry, Jaden Michael. Jaden Michael. Jaden Michael. My fault. Jaden Michael. Um, and and then we more. got we got the boy Kid Marrow in this job. Well, yes, Kid Marrow's in it. Uh, Zoe Saldana makes a cameo in the beginning of the movie, which I I kept looking at her and I was like so confused because she looks so young. Like I swear she looks hey. like she has gotten younger. Yeah. And I yeah, was man. like, wait, I was like, that looks like Zoe Saldana, but it's not, right? Like, who is this? But it is her. I don't understand. Did she you not know, she look like she like, was like 20, like 28? She, it was crazy that it yeah. looked like they plucked her from Drumline. <laughs> like, it was just her but, from that time. But also, how often do we see her not a different color? Like, how often do we see her not Yeah, green, that was also what was not odd blue. about it. I was like, oh shit, she's not... <laughs> You know Gerald saying? Jones the third. Hey, the yeah, third. What's up, folks? This podcast is sponsored by Earning. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn could be in your hands today with Earning. Earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day, or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earning app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Think about it. Say you're going out for a special date or it's getting hot, y'all. You might need a fresh outfit for brunch or something nice. Or maybe you just want to feel good and take yourself to dinner. Earning can help you today. Make earning a part of your financial routine Enjoying earnings over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Mm-hmm. Download Earning today. That's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in Jump Under Podcast when you sign in. It'll help the show out. Jump Under Podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period. See earning.com slash DOS for details. Earning is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. Hi, this is Will Arnett. I, we are inviting you to follow us as we go on tour and we take our podcast Smartless on the road. Join us and watch any boundaries we previously had disappear. Like you've never seen us before, you'll see us on the road, ordering lunch, roasting each other, and on stage as we surprise each other with a mystery celebrity guest in each city. Boy, that sounds amazing. Welcome to to Smartland! Don't miss our new series, Smartless on the Road, streaming May 23rd, only on Max. Subscription required. Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. 
No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, you open Google Chrome on your phone, you're hunting for a super rare first edition vinyl of a band you're obsessed with when you're supposed to be working. But this site you tapped on seems pretty shady. And Daryl from IT just jumped up from his desk. Oh no, he's coming your way. It's a good thing built-in malware protection keeps you safe and sound. Not from Daryl, though. Sorry. There's no place like Chrome. Download Google Chrome on your phone. Okay, can I be real about this? Please. Go ahead, brother. Be real. Um... I mean, we're going to get into our initial thoughts and everything. Oh, and I should say that it has an 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's no box office, obviously. It's a Netflix movie. I don't really know oh, wait, how much Netflix introduce- is pushing this because I didn't know about it until you guys told me. I had to look for it. Um, I mean, I mean, but you also forgot it has the M-E-T-H-O-D, man. That's how I knew how to spell Method Man back in the day. I always would just rap. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Method, Sorry, Method Man's in this too. Chris Red. Sudi? Did you guys catch the Yeah, Sudi yeah, Green. Sudi Green. That's how I knew this was an SNL movie when I saw her. <laughs> that was fun. That was like, um, okay. I couldn't help but think while we were while we were watching this movie, I was like, "Yo, this is this is the Black Man Can't Jump crew." We got it is. <laughs> I was like, Hilarious. "Yo, we got the three Miguel, kids, Bobby and Lewis. Like, this is." This is me, <laughs> and James. That's hilarious. Like this that's literally hilarious. never occurred to me. <laughs> never, never. Dude, I was watching it. I was like, "Yo, this is this is the exact. This is our dynamic. Like, it really is." Yo, <laughs> honestly, honestly, it is. Yo, I never thought of that. It is that's so crazy. our dynamic. Okay, like, so we know it's like possible. Lewis we keep, know what can happen. Lewis keeps being like, <laughs> yes. guys, we're friends. <laughs> yes. yes. And Miguel's trying to be the leader, but you're like, dude, what are you doing? You're so dumb. You're like doing these dumb decisions. And Bobby's out here just like trying to keep it real. Doesn't know, you know, you he's going, this I don't know. <laughs> I, honestly, wow. You know what? Next time we pitch a movie, we got to be like, hey, hey y'all see. It's um, like Vampire Bron- Bron- Everything like we niggas. pitch is Vampires versus the Bronx meets something else. <laughs> Yo, but it's funny because even watching this, I was like, that's so real. You said that breaks. I was like, all three of them are are three different shades of like people of color. It was like, great. It was like, Miguel looked a certain kind of way. Yeah, like you had Bobby. You're right, bro. And then we had to, we had to, we got to get a black woman friend to be, um, uh, Arita. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, I just wanted to point that out. So uh, that's hilarious, dog. So shall we do initial thoughts? Oh, right. The premise of this movie, I mean, it's pretty simple from the title. Vampires it's, versus Bronx, it's a niggas. group of kids. <laughs> the vampires are starting to take over their, their neighborhood in the Bronx. And they're How dare you say the premise is the vampires <laughs> versus the Bronx, period. The logline is Yo, a group a- of young friends from the Bronx fight to save their neighborhood from gentrification and vampires. Nigga, don't give me first off, don't give me that log line. This title, this is the title that tells me off break exactly what I'm getting. Like when I got Freddy versus James, Jason, what you gonna write? Yeah, it's Freddy Cougar fighting <laughs> Jason. Yeah, nigga, the title said it. I knew what I got with this movie. I saw the trailer and I was like, I'm here for it. I was so hyped. I'm gonna go first. I fucking love this movie, man. 
man, me and Rachel was watching this jump, and like some of this was actually our neighborhood we used to live in, um, like up in the Heights and in the Bronx area. And I was like, fire. I love that uh, Meryl was in this jump. Fire. I love that it was three brown kids, a, a black girl. I love that like they had homegirl doing like the 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 Instagram live videos. Fire. Love that Method Man had all those corny ass sweaters. Fire. I love that this was about gentrification. And it was like, the thing I loved about it is that they kept saying the line, which is I feel like a line that like any person who's grown up in a certain area is like, this is the area where like if anything happens to you guys, no one will care. Like if anyone goes missing, no one would care. And sometimes that's what it feels like. And I was like, this was a really dope way to talk about gentrification. But also, it was a movie that talked about like what it's like to be a person of color without just being so much about our oppression and like you know beating bodies. Like again, like I, I I'm starting to have a real kind of feeling about all these movies and TV shows that just focus on um, the horrors that happen to people of color based on race. So the fact that this and also all I was looking forward to. Before the movie started, once we saw like Miguel and I was like, I just want to see one of these little kids with a baseball bat beating the shit out of a vampire. <laughs> it, I was like, I didn't, I didn't know if there was gonna be a bat in it. I love that they had fucking um, Sammy Sauce in the joint, and they talked about Sammy, but then also talked about how Sammy looks now. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I love that shit. I love that like these, these niggas was watching Blade. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. The daywalker. The fact that Blade, the 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 scene where Miguel is just taking notes and watching Blade, I was like, no, it was so good. Honestly, I'm I'm so here for this movie. Also, it's so funny because now now thinking thinking about this movie through the lens of what Braylock just said of like the three of these kids being different versions of ourselves and having uh wait what was what was it what was the other kid's character name um and having Lewis. Uh, having Lewis be the one who knows the facts about all the vampires and said it so casually and cavalier that I was like, this is definitely James. <laughs> like, this is, like, like, this is definitely James. I mean, well, guys, you do know vampires. Well, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm here for this movie, dog. I'm hyped just thinking about this movie. Give these kids all the credits. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with everything you said. Uh, it it would really get redundant if I if I started going through all of the stuff that I liked. I the do it. Um <laughs> do it. <laughs> Just it's the same <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm gonna say the same shit. Do it. Um uh but like I thought the I thought the movie was really was really fantastic. Um uh the kids were so so super talented. Um, I loved the uh, how the adults interacted with the kids, like every, like every different 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 type of adult that would have a different interaction with them. Loved their relationship with the with the uh, bodega owner. Um, yeah, I mean, it, like like it was super fun. Um, uh, and I I most of all love that how like the ultimate uh, where that it leads to is like. Um, you don't mess with the Bronx, you know, and like the the the, the no, whole mess with neighborhood the <laughs> coming together and being like, <laughs> you know, like I thought that was great. Bitch. I mean, and this is honestly, it's the kind of movie that if this would have came out when I was a kid, would be my favorite movie today. You know, like I would, I I'd be quoting lines from it. I'd be, you know, I would I would watch it every I would watch it every Halloween for sure on repeat, but then would also probably watch it all the time throughout the year. Um, it like I'm I'm very happy that this movie is here and exists. I will say this: it was funny because just initially watching this movie, um, 
it, as I'm from Southeast DC, right? And um, I remember I was going home to visit my friends once, and my boy Ryan was driving me back to the bus so I can go to New York. And it's a sight that I will never forget. There was a blonde white woman um, jogging um, with a dog at like nine o'clock at night, right? And this is in the area where I used to live, I used to go to school in. And it's an area that like I've been in fights, you know, I had one of my friends got robbed. And like, so I remember seeing it. I, I remember the sight and being like, oh shit. Like both of us were like, oh shit, something's happening. <laughs> and now that particular, that, that might have been like, you know, six years ago, seven years ago. And now DC is like, now DC is having the battle of the gentrifiers coming in and calling the police on music. So now like the people who still live in DC are having like, you know, go-go bands. Yeah. Um, like having protests and trying to like, you know, disturb a little bit. Cause it's like, yo, we've lived here. Like we know these areas, blah, blah, blah. So to see this movie and, and kind of have everybody get bought out, something that's so funny and maybe I'm thinking too much into it. Um, it's something about like not only having the vampires infiltrate the Bronx in a way, but also like they're giving people money, but also killing them at the same time. So they're technically not giving anybody anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I and I and I have heard like even in New York in certain places, like in Brooklyn, they had this article that came out thinking, ah, I don't know, maybe it was New York Times or or Time Out, but it was with a realtor. And he was talking about how people gentrified a lot of, um, of Brooklyn. Yeah. They would just go up to the elderly people and just give them a suitcase full of money and it'd be like 60 grand. Yeah. And like, we know that that's not a lot for this apartment or your brownstone or whatever, but it's like for a person who is like 70 or 80, you're showing up with like 60, 75, 80 grand. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, this is great because it's cash, but not realizing that this is actually worth millions yeah. of dollars now. Yeah. And it and it's also that, like, when you putting it that way of, like, the, the giving them money and then they're killing them, you know, it's like, it really is sort of like the perfect um, metaphor for what, for what gentrification is, right? Because it's like, it's like, here, I'm giving you this money um, to, 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 to remove you from <laughs> your home, like the place that, you know, that, inf that helps inform who you are. It sort of is like, and the money is useless, right? It sort of is like, it is like a death in and of itself to like to, yeah. to take you from that is is a death. There's I mean, you know, there are levels to this. And they and they also uh, a vampire, you know, sucks the life out of you, literally, you know, so mm -hmm. it's like sucking your culture and your like it's it's a really great parallels. Yeah. I'm struggling because I want to only say good things about this movie, but it's the exact premise of a comic book I wanted to adapt. Like the exact, like the all the beats are the same. <laughs> the only thing that's different is what monster is there and what the monsters go. Oh, really? Literally, all of the beats are the same. Like the uh, kid with a bat. Like, <laughs> like everything is. <laughs> Which it's wow. called um, Urban Legends, and I'm struggling because this movie doesn't deserve to be shat on for being like something else that I read and wanted to. <laughs> so now he's. <laughs> But it's yeah. but all the beats are the same. <laughs> is it in the is it in it's like in, it might be too? in Brooklyn. That might be the difference. <laughs> Hilarious. But it's the same a group of kids. They're all ethnically diverse. The only difference is there's a white kid in the group whose dad is the one that's doing the gentr the gentrifying. The premise is that is so similar. The only difference is the monsters are there in support of Brooklyn or the Bronx, wherever it is that they are. Um 
and too. and they're yeah uh, it's uh, anyway <laughs> yeah i thought this movie was super fun and great i mean the the reality is i i don't know about that com- the comic book that you, i don't i don't know about that james but i feel like this is similar to attack the block except it has this you know gentrification angle to it which is cool you know it's one of those things where it's just like a, such a simple fun movie for kids i feel like the only thing i i i feel like they could have tamed it down a little bit to make it not i it, this is a tough one like i I think uh, it's PG-13, but it's like, it feels like they like really inched up the PG-13. So it's like just at that cutoff point, like before, you know what I mean? Like there, there was like a little more cursing that I feel like was necessary. And maybe like uh, they, they didn't need at the violence was pretty tampered down, but I feel like it didn't need to be as scary or like didn't need to show as much as it kind of did. Um, But Otherwise, it's still it's still like a, such a fun movie. It's like it's a great Halloween family movie, you know, uh, yeah. with this message behind it. And the kids were great. I thought all of the actors um, were really fun and, and amazing. And you know, it, it's just like it's just a really fun movie. I don't know. I don't know what else there is to say. <laughs> I like this movie so much. Yeah. It's, again, I I think again, like for me, it's just. I think we are living, I think we talk about it on this podcast a lot. I feel like Hollywood goes through those eras of, you know, the slavery movie, which we kind of still are in, um, the police brutality era, which we kind of are still in, the, ooh, what other ways can we show how racism is like terror towards black people, which we're still in. So to see this movie about gentrification, but have it be fun and also like have, have the gentrifiers defeat it. Even though I know that's not realistic in any way, but like have them being defeated because the neighborhood stood up and like handled it themselves. My man, his nickname is Little yeah. Mayor. You know what I mean? Like that is, and it's great. It's great. That is it, you know, like so it's great cool when we hear a line like "We're going to wipe you out for the vermin you are." You know, to see a white man saying that to a POC, but then knowing that it what he means is you know you humans or whatever, right? But it's like, but it has this extra weight of of you know of the racial uh injustice that's happening in the country like it, and they and they they hit all of those points so well i thought it was like <laughs> so great i mean I and, and even to that point that I you think, were talking yeah. about like when you saw uh the white girl jogging like the moment when we first see the white girl and they're just like hey you are you lost <laughs> they just assume she's lost and it was night it was night. And she's like so cheerful. It's like hilarious. That was funny. Man, instantly I was like, I don't trust her. It's so yeah, funny. I was like, I was like instantly. And it was like, and then uh, Richard goes, I mean, she's probably working with him. Maybe she's like the good vampire. I was like, nope. I was like, nope. Because she said, and I'm happy they said it in the movie. She's like, don't worry. I'm not going to call the cops. Like, I'm not that kind of person. And my man goes, the only person who says I'm not going to call the cops are people who call the cops. <laughs> and I was like, yes, she's a narc. Don't trust this woman. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let me that. Let me that. <laughs> but also, okay, I can't, Breelock has messed my head up because now I just keep seeing little versions of us and it's throwing me off. So it's hard for me to not. It's literally it's throwing real, me ma'am. off. It's literally well, throwing yeah. Me off. So this movie start. I mean, this movie starts with uh, with Zoe Saldana, and uh, she's you know 
they're 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 kind of talking over she, like she's sell, about to sell her business. Um, and she's like, "Yeah, like I'll get out of here, like get this money, move to the suburbs, you know." Um, and she's like, she's she's cashing out, uh, and these people offering her money, uh, but of course, they don't really care about her. She's not actually going to get this opportunity because she gets killed. <laughs> um which i i feel like this movie's analogy like the metaphor works so so well like it it, i mean it's so simple but it it works in on every level like that you have these people who are literally coming to an area sucking the lifeblood out of that area taking it over and Mm -hmm. and getting rid of the people who live there like it's just a hundred percent what gentrification it's it it tracks perfectly (laughs) yeah Yeah. i mean even the fact that like if you think about you're saying you know they kill them so like no one even gets the money you know what i mean so it's like that's the thing it's like it's like it's not yeah you're not even getting you're not they're not actually getting anything like they sell it as like well this is an opportunity for those people they're going to get their money and do whatever but it's we know that they're not actually going to be able to really use that money to further anybody. They're definitely not helping out anybody else, you know, and there's going to be a way for those people to get their money back, you know? So, woof, man, it was, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, this, that, that opening scene was, it was like kind of sad. Like it was like, Zoe said Allen was fun, but I kind of wanted there to be a little bit more of like, I was like, no, like, damn, did she really just, I, know. I thought maybe she was going to come back as a vampire but she never does like i was like oh she really yeah, is just dead same, same. <laughs> yeah the 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 whole time you're kind of wondering like who's gonna come back or is anyone gonna come back and i also was like sort of wondering like i was like oh are they gonna like will they turn one of the kids i mean of course no but i was like that would be so interesting if they <laughs> do that if they, they turn one point. of the kids i also got mad that this is okay whatever when Zoe was there, and also Zoe, and again, we've already said she look, she looks mad young. And the fact that, like, the dude was kind of hitting on her, I instantly got super protective. Like, don't you dare invite this guy back to wherever you bought the move. You don't know this man. You go out here, you get one of these fly ass Dominican brothers, okay? And you y'all y'all go to the fucking suburbs, okay? Like, I was so. Mad. She was trying to get her swirl on, Dara. Hey. No. <laughs> Wait. No. I mean, oh, yeah, also, it's so funny. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was saying it's funny because the moment we see, like, after this, after this scene when Zoe gets eaten by the vampire, is like then we cut right to like the next morning and we see like our main kids and little Mare is instantly talking about um, the boards in her window and being like, "Yo, they got her too." I think his opening line is like, "Yo, they got her too." Thinking of like, you know, they got her to move. Yeah. Whereas like, we know they got her um, too. And it's just something so interesting about, I think it was smart, man. Again, like, I, okay, damn, people are going to make fun of me. I'm not trying to shade another gentrification movie because it's so oh, different. But I just think how this handled outside of the comedy, outside of the vampires, just in dialogue alone and how it was addressed. I think how this handled gentrification is how, how I kind of want it last black man in San Francisco to handle gentrification. Um, because again, it didn't put gentrification on the people who are living there. It was showing that, hey, people do move out. Yes, it's a big thing, but also it's because of money. Also it's because of like, you know, 
um, uh, the little boy could get caught up in drug life. There's reasons why people want to move out. So that's why the mom was like, I'm about to take this money and we about to go. You know what I mean? It's like, but then at the end of the day, people love where they're from and there's something about that. And I wish that, that is the, that is the battle with gentrification. Like that is the battle I have with my family. Like we moved out of Southeast and moved to like PG. Like that is the battle. And I wish that other movie did that and it didn't. And I think that's because that movie was written by white dudes. Um, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know why I brought it up, but it just, I just think it was so smart how they did it. But, um, people are gonna be like, he always shade in other movies. Yeah. Cause that movie's still bad to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we, uh, and then we, we, we meet Miguel, we meet little mayor. He's, he's, uh, going around town, passing out flyers, trying to save his bodega. I mean, I will say like, I, like. Oh, I mean, this kid is connected. Like, like no wonder they call him Low Mayor. Like, to to ha- host a fundraiser to save your local bodega when you're like twelve or thirteen years old. Like, that's insane. <laughs> like, that's like yeah, he man. is gonna be. You know what I mean? Like, I wish I had that. Oh much, yeah, hundred percent. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but I was thinking about. I was like, oh yeah, like yeah. Do you the bodega is like such a cornerstone of the of the community? You know, it's like. It would be, it's so sad to like lose that. And to, to be honest, like a lot of bodegas, uh, especially in different neighborhoods, they, they do close uh, or they, um, you, or, you know, they have to adapt if, you know, they'll have to adapt. They'll have to buy all those stuff like that. I know this is skipping ahead, but that scene where he's like, yeah, I got the almond milk. I got the, I got kale. I got a different type of kale. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah he's like yeah i got yeah. all it like yeah we got this stuff i we got the all we got the organic uh you know i was like yo this is so real yeah. like oat milk yo, you they, know what i'm saying he had the oat like, milk yeah, in that which, which you need that was so funny yo, but me. isn't that it's sad when you think about how sad yeah how sad that actually is it's like i don't mind like i love the idea of you know upgrading some of the things you have in your store but to stay afloat, you now have to buy more expensive things to cater to the people who now live in your neighborhood. Um, it's just something so fascinating about that. Like, think about all these bodega guys and, and and ladies who like own these spots, the places where like you know, if it's two in the morning, you get your chopped cheese. You know, <laughs> you're having the best time of your life. And a lot of them are getting pushed out. And it's so funny—not funny, but it's so sad because one of the bodega guys, when I lived in Harlem, he moved. Or got pushed out, I guess. And what is in his place now is um, some organic coffee shop. You know what I mean? And I'm like, this sucks, dude. Like, this this sucks. And I remember he had a big deal because he used to have, like, just, you know, you would get a little cup of coffee. But he kept saying that, like, now people wanted, like, espressos and all this other stuff. So he was trying to figure out how to do that. But it was expensive to do that. And the fact that he lost, probably lost his shop. And a coffee shop replaced it. I will just never forget. It's like, damn, this is. There's no protection for those people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so sad. Also, love the black girl in here who was doing the. Um, <laughs> she was doing the Instagram, doing Instagram lives. Yo, I, like, there's that, something she about was that. So and funny, I guess dude. it was good. She yeah. was so. She so was good. so good. Yeah, it was really well. 
her part was really well written and then the and every every time she popped up you wanted to see her again and hear how she hear what her take <laughs> on what was happening was going to be <laughs> like Yo, I gotta play the last line. I gotta start. I remember it. it was like Herb at the end is like, yeah, and to all you other future invaders, uh-uh. Yeah. Like she did, she just yeah. did the Bronx joke. She's like, to all you future invaders, be ready because we the Bronx. Uh-uh. And honestly, and like, no, if shit. they did Bronx so versus sorry. werewolves, Bronx versus like, I would yeah, be like, yeah, absolute. Like I would be on board for. Yeah, you're right. That versus be great. Any, any that's actually other a great franchise. Element. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> you can add certain things in there. I my only I I wanted that last. I want that last part to be like the other ones, though. I wanted it to be with the social media stuff. I don't know. I, I was like, wait, why did you? Yeah, why did I was you just shocked. not do. I feel like at that point, no, because the whole movie. Well, that's the thing you didn't know. The whole movie, she was actually she was filming the whole time. See, okay. she had she had she had hidden hand cameras. Okay, it was all over the place, and so then, so then she, you know, at the end, she looked she looked directly oh, God, at one of them. I don't know about no, because that. that's I part of it. That. I think I think I think this was legit breaking the fourth wall. I think this was I think this was, was like legit. Hey, y'all niggas trying to come in here to the Bronx because for real, for real, right now in the Bronx, this is like happening. And I think it was like, hey, to all y'all future motherfuckers out here, we ready. No, I, That's think, what it felt I think like. it, it was felt like. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> uh, but I thought she was great. Like she was so good that I was like, I want to see this. Uh, I want to see this actress in more stuff. I honestly. I can't, I, I'm telling you, the whole time I was watching this movie, I was like, oh, I wish I was a kid now. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yes. I was like, I wish yes. I could be a kid actor. And be, like, this is so cool. You know, they, they, the, you have a whole, this didn't feel, this is such a tricky thing, the way that we talk about this, but this didn't feel like a black movie. You know what I mean? This didn't feel nope. like a movie that was like only supposed to be for black people to watch, even though it was a majority black, uh, you know, and Latinx uh, like cast. It was, you know, you have Afro Afro Latinas, Afro uh, Latinos. You got black kids. I mean, like that's what this movie was, and all the white people were villains, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because they all were vampires. <laughs> yeah, except yeah. for the one who was a familiar. Um, yeah, because even the cops were black. The so it was just like, but whenever you have that type of movie, they're like, oh, this is a black movie. But that didn't feel. It felt like this is a movie for everyone. Um, it just has a majority black, you know, black and brown cast, and that was so awesome to see. And these kids getting to play, you know, it's the same thing. It's the same thing as the Goonies. It's the same thing as, you know, yes. Um, any of these movies with like, you know, kids and they're like taking on whatever thing in their town and they're saving the day. And it's a bunch of kids who are saving the day. Like that's what this movie was. It was all those movies we grew up with where there was one token person of color. Um, and there's always only one. And that person was never the main character. Um, you know, like even, I mean, like even stranger things is like that. You know what I mean? It's just like, so it was so nice yeah. to see this movie where we have uh, just such a, 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 a like a diverse cat. Like there's so many people of color in it. Um, and those kids got to play these parts. Like that's all I kept thinking about was like how fun it was for these kids to like do all this stuff. I, the whole Dude. time. That was my main, my main thing was like, 
like 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 those kids <laughs> are like living my dream <laughs> like yeah. like they are like like yeah. it's it's if i if i were a kid watching this i would I would picture oh I'm I would picture I'm them and I and and doing all the stuff and I would I would play Vampires versus the Bronx all the time. It probably would be what I would do. <laughs> like I would make my friends yeah. play. You okay? You're gonna be Lewis. You're gonna be you know like I would like make everybody. Play. Yeah. I mean it was cool, but also I think I don't know. I think maybe what Bray was in that I was in that was like damn man. Now it feels like we have an opportunity to tell stories that feature people of color. And I was like, fuck, I do wish I was like, I do wish I was like 13 and just starting over. Cause I'm like, cause the parts, the parts are here now, or at least like there's something to look forward to. Like, again, like I feel like once I got out of college, the only person that was like acting who was young and black was Michael B. Jordan. And he was only on parenthood at the time. So there wasn't this influx of like, a person here or a person there, like this random movie or like even to do this kind of comedy. So I was like jealous, but also so hyped this entire time. Like, again, like I was just looking forward the whole movie to be like, yo, when this showdown goes down, it's going to be fire. Like when I was just, when the showdown happens, when the showdown happens, even when they're just watching Blade and uh, they're all getting the hype over Blade and being the daywalker and then... Um, the mom is like, is this what you're showing him? You're showing him Blade? He was like, what? And then they posted it on Instagram, them watching Blade so and posting his... Uh, and they're like doing this like, and you're this like... This is great, man. Yep, this 100% looks like these kids just think they're vampires because they just saw Blade, which is so <laughs> real. Like if yes. you just saw Blade as a kid yes. and then you saw a bunch of white people in like goth outfits walking around, you'd be like, those dudes are vampires. <laughs> Straight up, those are vampires. Yes, yes. We got to get out of here. I saw them wheeling. My only, there are a couple of moments in this movie though that I was like, yo, why don't these cops think that it's weird that there are, that they placed a bunch of empty coffins in this like courthouse? Like, even if there aren't, but even if you don't see vampires, like, that's still kind of weird. <laughs> Wouldn't you be like, dude, why do you have coffins in here? Like, what's happening? Yeah, right. Like, that's a little, that's a little that's strange. Point, no one cares. But yeah, nobody cares. Man. And if, every time they said something to the extent of like, yeah, we came here because we knew that nobody would, nobody would care if you were missing. You know, nobody would care about the people that are here. And you're just like, damn, like, so real. Bruh. <laughs> Brooklyn every the whole time I was watching this movie I was like do you remember for real for real like even I remember growing up and thinking of Bed-Stuy the slogan to Bed-Stuy was Bed-Stuy do or die like that was, I remember Chris Rock specials talking about how bad Bed-Stuy was I remember like rappers talking about it I remember people talking about Marcy Projects and I think about Bed-Stuy Flatbush Crown Heights right like my friend Tony's from Crown Heights, and I remember like I used to visit him when I was in college, and it wasn't gentrified yet, and it was like wild, you know what I'm saying? It was wild, and I'm like, yo, fucking Brooklyn is this movie? It's like no one gave a shit with those people. Where are they? Where are the people who lived in Bedside? You know what I'm saying? Where are the people who live in Flatbush? Where are the motherfuckers who lived in Williamsburg before Williamsburg got gentrificated? Where where do these people go, yo? Like we never talk about that. I think about, again, Southeast, like, those people are gone, dog. Like, there are project buildings, and people are gone. And, like, where the fuck are they? Like, how do, how do, how do you get people out of a building? You pay like, how them. does this work? Like, <laughs> do they have, do they, but do they have, like, I guess my thing is, like, you know, because some of these Section 8 buildings I know in D.C. is, like, 
you physically can't, you're not allowed to like displace these people without a place to go because it is government housing. And I'm like, these people were up and moved out, like just straight up moved out. And I'm like, we never fucking talk. We talk about gentrification and like, yeah, it's bad. It's bad. And it is bad. But people don't realize that niggas have like, moved out of their house. It was Some of them don't just volunteer to move. Like, even I, I did like the fact that the, the familiar goes to, like, the gang member, like, yo, we need y'all to make some noise to make people feel like it's unsafe and they should just take this deal. You know what I mean? Because that's the thing is, like, I don't know, it makes me so sad because even, I, I literally was walking around Best Eye last time I was in New York and I was like, yo, this shit is, this is an episode of The Girls. You know what I mean? Like, that's what this is. This is an episode of Girls or what's the other show? High Maintenance. You know what I mean? Like, this is like this is, this is is a white dude selling weed, riding around the city all free and shit. Can you think about the concept of that goddamn show? Yo, it's a white all dude free in and Brooklyn shit. delivering weed and having a fucking good time, yo. Like, this nigga is living his best life on his bike delivering marijuana. Could you imagine telling that to a black dude back in like 92 AO in 15 years? It's going to be white folk out there drinking Also, there are way legal, more nigga. cops in the black version of that show, right? Like, like if it's a, yeah. My man's bike is gone. Yo. The first episode of my man's bike is gone. Like, you know, <laughs> he gets jacked for the weed. Then he gets arrested. Like, and then he goes to jail for 20 years. And then they're like, we're not renewing and this we show. We never see him like, again. <laughs> We can't do this. Yo, that shit. I don't know why I just bought that show, but I'm thinking about all these shows that take place in Brooklyn. And it's like, you know, it makes it makes Brooklyn feel like such and and again, again, this stuff is happening in the Bronx. We think about these movies about gentrification, and it's so cool. Like people are living their best life to discovering who the fuck they are. It's like, yeah, but what about the nigga who got kicked out of this apartment 104 that you now live in? You know what I mean? That like your parents are probably helping you pay for. It's like, where's 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 Rodrigo? You know what I'm saying? Where's Jamal? That shit blows me, dog. It blows me. It pisses me off to such an extent because everything is so happy and so fucking cookie cutter. And you hear about these fucking creators of the show, and it's like, oh, we don't know people to put like on the show. We don't know people of color. Like we don't want to rest up their stories. Like no, nigga, you're yeah. living in the place. Yeah, where they and already I, and to, were. That it's like this is the me area. About a friend whose dad is in is in like construction, um, and. And he he just talks about how like my friend talks about how his, it's so uncomfortable that his dad talks about gentrification like it's a good thing, <laughs> but it's like but it but just there are all these different <laughs> all people so many people look at gentrification in different ways and it's like it's so crazy to think that like yeah there are some people who it's like it's only a positive word like <laughs> to, to gentrify is only positive. It means they can move in. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I always, I, I will admit, I am a part of the thought of integration. If yeah. the city, yeah, I'll also be like, if people would invested in the city when minorities were still, I guess, like the the majority in that city, I'd be curious to know what happens then. Because to me, it's like again in DC, where I grew up, like our streets, our subway, our our schools didn't get fixed up until people got kicked out. And again, like. I don't know which one comes first, but I'd be very curious to see, like, before you gentrify the city, what happens when you fix up some of these buildings? What happens when, like, you actually put money into the school and, like, fucking give kids, like, I don't know, fucking really good computers? Right. Well, like, this is not a political uh, podcast, but I will say, 
that you're when right, you you're have. Right, you're right. You're right. <laughs> oh, but it's not. Well, hold on. Wait. Yeah, it's not. It's not no, no. It, I said no, this no, is not right. a political podcast. He's right. It's, we do. Uh, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna go out there and, uh, on a limb and say, you know, when you have people, when you have integrated communities where there are varying tax brackets, you have enough resources to, you know make the corrections that you need, but you don't kick out all the people and pool all your resources into one area so that only a certain type of demographic of person has all the resources the government can provide. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you and know, you this said is not this a political is, yeah, Okay, okay. So it's not a political You said podcast. government. You said government, and I feel like government is political. Yeah, it just sort of government. feels like... Yeah, but the thing is, this is not a political podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because listening to you say that, Bray, and I know it's a political, and I'm going to get back about the movie, but I always think about, oh, man... It's so crazy because, you know, you can't technically stay in the neighborhood, but say like black people, you know, came together, built their own like city or town and it was like thriving. And like, you know, they said they had schools and said they had like, you know, law firms and they had courthouses. I'm like, man, that would be really cool. Maybe that would be a way to go. But I was like, oh, historically, when that happens, people burn those towns to the ground and nothing happens to them when they do it. So it's like. What, what are we supposed to do? Like, we can't, you know, what, what do we do? But this isn't a political Wait, podcast. Wait, but I, I'm sorry, but, like, you know, I just happen. feel like when we, we watch a movie that's about um, standing up for yourself and your and your neighborhood and your and your culture and, and your beliefs, it just feels like when we're talking about a movie like that, it just feels odd for us to just sort of deny who we are inherently, which is a political podcast, 100%. I mean, no, I no, just feel like political. we, no, no, no. why don't we no. all, why, why don't no, we James. say, you know, Black Men Can't Jump is a political podcast. No, and sort James, of embrace. We don't we're just talking about life. Mm-hmm. We're talking about life. You know what I want to talk about? Here's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about Rita, um, who is the crush. I, I want to talk about Rita off break at one point, knowing all the facts about vampires and her reasoning later on in the movie is I'm Haitian. My grandmother has been preparing me for this <laughs> since I was born. <laughs> I love, okay, wait, I love that. The, the tracking of all of that was so great. Like, like when he, when. <laughs> The second he was like, look, let me show you my video. I was like, you know that nigga ain't going to be in the tape. <laughs> Why are you trying to show them the video? He ain't going to be in the tape. And then she was the only one to be like, they don't have souls. I was like, oh, yeah. she believed. She knew. <laughs> I just loved that it. it was because she was Haitian. And it was like, yeah, my grandmother yeah, been yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. I've been preparing for this all my life. And then when they, and then when they go into the when they go into the nest, and she's like, yeah, if we kill the queen, then, then the others will be weak and they'll die too. And then they're all like, you knew that. She's like, you knew that, right? And they don't know. And she's like, I told y'all not to be messing with this. Yeah. I will say my one of my only gripes about this movie is that we don't get to see her kill uh, a vampire. Yes. I feel like that was a mistake. I feel yes, like that especially was because yes. she has the line, now let's go kill. What did she call, what did she call them? Some uh, suckheads? Now let's go kill some suckheads. Yeah. I thought she was about to go in and just lay out three immediately. I know, Buffy vampire style. But also, I think this movie had a limited budget because yeah, it did. Um, because they so they show you the coffin, and it's like all these rooms have coffins, but we only saw the five. So I thought I thought at what point it was gonna be them in the courthouse, yeah, va- like Buffy vampire slaying like a bunch of these motherfuckers, and I was like, oh no, they only have the money for the five. Which I makes do sense. think it's funny because yeah. they had like the graphics of them disintegrating were pretty good, you know, like better than yeah. Buffy. 
But every time yeah. any of them flew, it was straight up 80s. Like it was yeah. <laughs> straight up yeah. 80s, like B movie, like vampire was, flying. I'm like, oh yeah. no, this looks terrible. It, no, it was perfect. It was <laughs> perfect. <laughs> they knew, they knew, they were like, <laughs> there's a point in Yo, the movie. I don't know about these white actors, too, by the way. No offense. The one dude. <laughs> The 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 familiar he's great he's been in a lot yeah. of stuff we he's know fantastic. him but everybody else was okay. <laughs> I'm I'm but serious everybody else was crane. like eh. I was like you you could have they were clearly on a crane at the end of the movie when she's flying down the street to get him I was like yo I know she's like literally on something and I'm like this is not okay <laughs> but it, but it also gave it that B movie it was yeah, yeah. what are you saying you liked well, it? well no I like I liked it because there's a point that the point when the when when the when they're like this is a straight up vampire movie they dip in they dip into that almost intentionally <laughs> you know like like yeah. when when the vampire comes to kill my man in the in the bodega the whole scene is just suddenly red for like no reason they're <laughs> just like it's red now i mean obviously it's because of the she, she cut, cut the, the lights, lights off baby. and there's um we only get the glow of like the the exit signs and the and the, oh, the okay, bodega signs outside so that's what the red is, but it's like it was just so it was so like it was so cheesy in in the best way, I think, you know. <laughs> also, I loved I loved like cuz at one point I was like, "Yo, she's definitely a vampire." But then at one point I was like, "Ah, maybe she's not." But when she comes into the bodega, the whole time I was like, "Y'all y'all better not kill Mero. Y'all better not kill Mero." <laughs> and then that was a great reveal him him dipping down yo. and seeing all the security camera. Yeah, that was perfect. And you know what it is? And they avoided a a, a, a cheesy jump scare because what I thought was going to happen, he was going to look down, see she wasn't there, and then look back up and she was going to be right there and bite him. So I love that it was like drawn out just a little bit. Yeah. I thought he was safe with the gold necklace though because when she touched yeah. it, I thought... Yeah, Tessa thought that too. And I was like, nah, it's too small. Like it burned her head, but he she could still kill him. Yeah. But it was great and too. She was, that... And she was, the, um, she was the top one, so she's stronger. Right. Isn't that something though? So, they yeah they a hundred percent. I it was intentional. It, it was, was intentional, completely intentional. This blonde woman was the lead. Hundred <laughs> percent. I was hundred percent. Because once we saw it was the commander, the biggest, I was like the biggest bad was a white woman. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yo. <laughs> and then no, because it's true. Yo, and, not in, yo, not in the not in the sense that like the, what you just it, said in, because in terms it's true. Of, <laughs> in terms of gen, in terms of what they're talking about, like gentrification, it's like. You have this person who's like, "Hey, like I'm here. Oh my god! Like it, it, it's the it's the Becky's. It's the uh, what yeah." Do you, what do you and call she's girl. She was so she was also like the most supportive of like, like yeah, like oh my god, go to the go to the block party. Like, do did the, you like, see the video that I posted on Twitter of the? There's a white woman who's being interviewed in South in like like um, South Texas by uh, it's like an NPR interview from like 2017 apparently, but. This woman is. They're talking about low income housing, um, uh, so like ha- like affordable housing for people, and the woman and this white woman is opposing it, and they're like, oh, like why? And she was like, well, I just you know I just feel like the people who typically live though in there like don't have the same lifestyles, you know, they're usually like struggling like single moms or like you know they're like people who are struggling and i mean i know that sounds really bad i I don't mean it in a bad way but like (laughs) you know i don't think that they could be in our community and she was like well what would you say about people who like don't have 
you know, who don't have the same access as you do. She's like, yeah, I, I hear that a lot. But like, you know, like I, I don't I'm not like a multimillionaire. Like I'm the I don't have the ability to like buy a yacht, you know, or like a private plane. So it's just kind of like that's how it is. And then she was like and then she was like, well, what would you say about people who think you're stereotyping? She's like, oh, I'm a hundred percent stereotyping. Yeah, I am. I just, <laughs> I know. What? And she was like, and she was like, I'm a hundred percent stereotyping, but I'm not like a racist or a bigot. It's just like, I, but yeah, I, I guess I do have like kind of a stigma for the people who live in those. <laughs> Even though that's are like, white? And she's like laughing and giggling the whole time. And you're yeah. like, this person is, it's crazy, but that's what it is. You get that like perception of being like, I'm like, I'm I'm really nice and I want everybody to live. I just don't want, you know, poor black and brown people in my neighborhood. I mean, well, you know, you know, our president <laughs> said that, you know, when he passes that bill, we won't be able to live in certain neighborhoods anymore in the suburbs because, you know, we're invading. You know, this is not political. I'm not, I'm not, I see I Again, almost messed up. I just, I almost we need to it, it was say. perfect that you, that I'm telling you, that I, was, that was great. I, I love that. I and, and what's funny is I, I don't know why, but I, I knew she was a vampire from the beginning, but I, I, I didn't know she was the, they kept being like, oh, commander. And I kept going like, oh, I wonder what, who it is. Like, I wonder yes, what the same. actor is. I yes. thought it was like, oh, going to be a reveal for a bigger actor. And then when it yeah. was the woman, I was like, of course it was her. Like, yes. how did I not <laughs> yes. realize that? Same. But that's same. the thing. It's, it's, that's the thing is so unexpected. It's like, yes. you don't expect that person because you're, you, you, we've been trained to give so much to a pretty to, to a pretty young white girl, like you're, you're give you, the media's trained you to give like, oh, well, this person's innocent in Sweden and they need to be protected. You know what I mean? Yo, speak, <laughs> literally talking about that protection, at one point after she, after the vampire kills Mero, the kids are running because um, they get out of the building. They run into her on the street. She's bandaged up her hand and touched the cross and they instantly grab her to protect her. They're like, the little Mero's like, ah, vampires come with us. And she's like, okay. And literally... They're running yeah. with the person who's trying to kill them because they're like, you can't. Like, like you just they're said, I've been trying right. to They're trying to protect her. Yeah. I, I got to protect you. And then I love that it was like, um, uh, what's the kid's name? Uh, uh, is it Reggie? Is that the black, the, the darker skinned kid's name? Bobby. Um, Robbie. Uh, I Bo- love Bobby. Like, Bobby. I love that he notices that she's just hovered around the door. That, Dude. Uh, that was the best scene. It was great. <laughs> I love but her also, just I, being like, oh, it's a really pretty house. And, I love oh, I love walls. what you did over there. She kept doing things to get to to get her to invite her in. Yo, <laughs> that was amazing. I, I loved it. But also what I love too is to me, maybe I was thinking way too much in this movie. I love how it went from being friendly to like snapping and not giving a fuck. Like yeah. she went from like real quick to being like, oh, let me, ha ha, I'm gonna come in here and I'm gonna kill all you. <laughs> like it was that quick. It was so quick. Because at that point it like didn't matter. Like <laughs> it didn't matter. We were, I think 45 minutes, maybe maybe 50 into the movie. And it was just like, I'm tired of playing these games. <laughs> I need Yo. the key. These these little niggas got the key. I need the key. <laughs> and then also what's so deep about it too is that when she goes back to her familiar, she's like, did you do it? He's like, yeah, you own the building now. You can go wherever you want. It's that quick. Just own, yeah. just bought the building. Just, just bought, bought the, building. the building. You could kick these all, you could kick them all out. You could just get rid of all these niggas. You can go, you, you can, can go, enter their he home. literally says, yes, he literally says, you can go wherever you want. He said that you can go wherever you want. You own the building. Yeah. Now I I did like yeah this uh, this um damn. 
Sometimes like him. vampire movies, you know, <laughs> but this vampire movie used the old, old rules. Like it was all, all the, all the old stable, staple vampire rules applied, like inviting somebody in, no reflection, garlic, holy water, cr- crosses, Eucharist, um, wooden stake, obviously. Um, and then it also had, and then it was like, I didn't even know about this. Thing. I don't know if this was new or not, but the, that whole, like, the dust, like, she needed to s- do the dust before. I didn't know about that. I think that's a new thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Been, well, I, I mean, it's there. Um, it's sort of connected to that thing of, like, the only certain vampires or, like, pure bloods can turn oh, yeah. people. So I feel like that's, they were, like, using that, but, like, I guess to give it, to it, give it an extra layer. Vampire. Only pure, only pure bloods vampire. can turn somebody, right? Um. Yeah, dude. I mean, but the way that the way that uh, Marrow went out was that was sad. That was, it was so. Sad. It was man. I thought he was. I thought he was going to get a little bit more with that bat because I was like, I oh, that too. bat's made of wood. Like maybe. Yeah, break and then it, when it broke, a... you you know, you're already thinking like, oh, it's a stake now. You know, you can drive yeah. it through her. You know, which I was thinking. Of, yeah, I was like, oh, this is obviously going to become a stake at some point. But <laughs> yeah. and it's cool that I'm glad. Like I'm I'm glad Miguel got you know got to do it. But that that the. <laughs> I thought Method Man 2 was going to have a little bit more. Like, the scene with him in the church was really funny. And then when, then he hit, when he hits her with the cross, he's like, ooh, that's nasty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought he was going to get it. I thought he was going to be able to kill someone and maybe maybe get killed. But it was cool. That that The end was, was, was fun. I did like how they all came together. I think if this movie had more money, we would have saw more people kill vampires. More vampires. We just yeah. Yeah. Been more vampires. But, uh, but honestly, yeah. like... There was something nice to how small the ending was. Like seeing the whole town around the around the one vampire. Yeah, like, yeah. she, was, they, yeah, she they, was beating most of them. She yeah. was getting that work in. First off, when she walks through the thing, for, yo, oh my god, there was so I was so hyped at this part because again I was looking forward to this big fight. And when you see Rita come up, and then when Rita comes, because you're seeing it through like the the I don't know what that's called, like. Whatever, but you've seen it through this thing, and then like the rest of the the, the city comes up behind us, like oh shit! But then the see the blonde white woman be like, I don't give a fuck, and just turn around and starts walking out slow and be like, all right, we in it, and now everybody just in it, and then the two black girls are walking by just Yo, talking shit about somebody black. else. <laughs> they walk by talking shit, and then they're like, hey. And like, what is this bitch? And I was like, yo, I'm so here for this. When they were calling them, trying to get them to come to the side, they didn't know the whole time. I was dying. Also, those girls were mad funny because they was coming at little mare the whole time. At first, his mom said his underwear dirty. And yes. now like, they was going at this. Yo, from the side, they were just like, hey, Kendra. <laughs> And they just going in on somebody <laughs> random, yo. Like I think they say a random ass name of a person that we was have hilarious. never met. We have never met. <laughs> that Who was is funny. this bitch? I was that like, Chris yo. Chris Red joke in the trailer was also funny too, where he was like, Dog, you being mad vague, like <laughs> <laughs> Keep your eyes open. It's like, what yo, does that even mean? Yo, also at what point you realize they're making the sticks, but they took these niggas chairs. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey man, a chance, and these niggas just breaking the chairs apart in the alley. Yeah, that was fun. Yo, I, look, man, I'm here for this movie. I'm happy they won. Like, I love that. Yeah. Like, you know, 
She tried to turn. She tried to turn Bobby, you know, but she couldn't, you know. That's also fuck shit. She couldn't turn my man because the Bronx can't be turned into vampires, y'all. That's what they were trying to tell you, okay? She <laughs> threw a little dust on him. She the Bronx can't dust be turned into vampires? <laughs> yeah, they fucked that. None of that. But also, <laughs> uh, honestly, man, I'm just so happy. I think, like, I think I went from, like, being jealous that I wasn't a kid to be able to make this movie, but just so happy because, like, little... Like black and brown kids got to make this movie, dog. Like, uh, like sincerely, this is, my this I hope my little movie, cousin though. sees this. My little cousin, I hope my 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 nephew sees this movie and like and it and it em, emboldens him to do <laughs> whatever he wants to do in his life. It's Seriously. so cool because this, like Bray, like was saying earlier, like this is the movie. Like, if this were white kids, they would be trying to protect the suburbs in some kind of way. You know what I mean? Like. Not yeah. in our neighborhood or some bullshit like that. Whereas like, our, yeah. yeah. Whereas like, our neighborhood was the fucking Bronx, dog. Like, I am so excited. And you know what? I will say this. You know, Oz. I'm happy he did it. But also, I think, I do think. I know there's a lot of discussion right now, especially because um, I think a couple of white directors, like one is directing a movie about like a, a Asian pianist um, or something like that. I do think there is a nuance when a person of color directs a movie about people of color. I just think, I think it's a nuance that you just sometimes lose, or even if it's time to write it. And in this movie, like just the jokes and just how each character went, even that ending, I got to find the ending of that movie right now. Cause I just think it's, it's so beautiful to me. Uh-uh, you future invaders. That shit was so hard. So I'm, I'm here for it. You know what I mean? I ain't thinking Hollywood. I'm thinking the Bronx for this jump. Okay. Thinking the Bronx. <laughs> I'm sorry, that movie made me so happy, yo. It's such a good movie. Yeah. Like, like um, that's our three ninjas, dog. Like, they, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Braylock started this podcast saying these three kids are a different versions of us. How often can we say in a movie that one, the characters feel like us, but also there are enough black and brown characters in a movie for us all to feel like we're in the same fucking movie? We've been doing yeah. this podcast for like six and they years. All got, and they all got, <laughs> they all had their, they all had um, character arcs. Like, I mean, not just like, you know, three-dimensional characters. They all got to have their own like storylines and their own little arcs. Like, yes. you know what I mean? Like Miguel with like fi- figuring out like how to lead and, and how to bring everybody together. You had Bobby, you know, who had this kind of moral dilemma dilemma choice to make uh, and then chooses to like stick with his Stick with his friends, even though yeah, his friends the speech did he gives to the dude him. at the end of yeah. like, man, they're gonna you gonna be this their bitch forever. <laughs> like that's saying that was that. great. <laughs> yeah, yes, and even Lewis, I, uh, I think Lewis is this is the other kid's name. Um, yeah, it, it, like you know he had he was like scared the whole time, like he was afraid or whatever, and then he like he winds up being the like the baddest one of them all. He took out a vampire by himself. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it was My proud man too. broke his skateboard. Yeah. <laughs> it was proud. My also, when he, had the garlic, when he had he the had powdered the... garlic in his pocket, yeah. I was like, oh, with the powdered and garlic. And he popped that Eucharist in that dude's mouth. And he was like, <laughs> body of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Just Yo, melt that I dude's face. <laughs> I, I wanted I him to have, I feel like he, I, I wanted him to have he said body of Christ, but I was like, oh, there could have been a cooler line there. I don't know what it was, but I feel nah, like. man, I think body of Christ is it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't you throw get... <laughs> body of Christ and then just melt a vampire's face. 
Body of I Christ. I was here for it. <laughs> I, I was here for it, man. And they Dude. killed those vampires quick. Like, I was here, man. My man climbed up the thing, stabbed that dude. And I was like, oh, we starting. Uh, yeah. So I was so happy with this movie, man. That's so All cool. Right. And, right. and Blade, dude. They were looking up to Blade. That, yes. That's who I, I dressed up as. <laughs> Wait, Bray, you did. What, what happened now? No, no, no. <laughs> Bray, what you do? <laughs> you know, I wore a leather jacket and I wore some shades. Okay. So you dressed, dressed up, up Blade? as Blade. After the first Blade or the second Blade? It was Blade nah. Trinity. Yeah, it was after it was, it was after Blade Trinity. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to. That's when I saw the movies. I wasn't allowed to see the Blade when it first oh, you're right, came you're right. out. You're right, you're right, you're right. And then I saw them all, and I was like, Blade. <laughs> Blade was started the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I said it. Blade one did it. Come at me. You're not the only one to say this. Like, doesn't people, Marvel? No, nah, Marvel. Be, like, no, 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 no. Marvel be talking about X Men. Marvel wow. talks about X Men, and I'm talking Blade, about Blade. No, Blade without Blade, Blade one. Yeah, without Blade, there would be no, no comic book movies. None without of this. Meteor Man, nigga. What about Meteor Man? Well, that's not. Nah, have anything not, to he's do. Not, well. He's not Marvel. <laughs> That doesn't have anything to do with specifically what we're talking about. Did he about. get picked up by like Marvel or DC Meteor Man? You Did he? What? I'm on a tangent. I'm going to look it up. At Kroger, we know the minute a tomato is picked off the vine, the fresh timer starts. The sooner we get our produce to you, the fresher it is. That's why we've completely overhauled our process to shorten the time from harvest to home for our tomatoes, strawberries, and salads. Because we know how much you love fresh produce, we give you more time to enjoy your tasty fruits and veggies at home. So whether you're shopping in-store, picking up, or prefer delivery, we're committed to bringing you the freshest produce possible. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, this is Tim Heidecker, and I'm glad to be back in Glendale, California, in the studio with my good friends DJ Doug Pound and Vic Berger for another episode of our podcast, Office Hours Live. This week, we had a very special guest, his golden messenger, who played a beautiful tune for us. We laughed, we had fun, and you should tune in to Office Hours Live this week, and quite frankly, every week on your podcast app of choice or at youtube.com slash office hours live. All right. Well, um, okay. So, uh, James, do you have anything to say? The only thing I have to say is I don't do bits no more. Okay. All right. Why are you yelling? <laughs> just want to make sure everybody wow. knows. Uh, your boy doesn't do bits. I'm a bitless man. And just so we all know factually, um, Meteor Man became a part of the Marvel Comics in 1993. But are they, But is Marvel is is Meteor Man still in the MCU, or did on, Marvel man, release me. some Meteor Man? Come on, Meteor Man, man no. comics. Come on, man. Why you got to ask me these questions? That's going to make me like discredit Meteor Man. Like, he, <laughs> it's not a discrediting. What? Look, man, like they, he, he had a couple releases. All right. Maybe he's not a part of the Marvel comic universe, but he had a Marvel comic. Marvel canceled the, the, the Luke Cage comic and the show in the same year. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> they were just like they was like we got Black Panther <laughs> we got you got we got one and the comic was so good and they were just like nah <laughs> like, we, get, we got one we got one y'all need more and then season right, two of the show ended so well and then they were like alright nah oh okay I'm, I'm sorry no, it's but time it for the cause up. it's time for the cause we rate and review films not based on how much we like them but whether or not they had the cause of more leading uh, help the cause of more leading black actors in Hollywood 
If we think the film fully helps the cause, we give it a black fist. If we think it somewhat helped the cause, we give it a white palm. If we think this movie didn't help the cause at all, we don't give it anything. Okay, so it's not based on how much we liked it. It's about the cause. And then in that case, everybody stop playing of games. I got three. two fists in the air My already. Okay, fine. My we got three black up. fists. Yup. fist is up. Yup. And you yes. know what? The fist, they making the X for that PX, baby. Okay? Respect. Welcome to the down Brooks. Hey. Uptown, baby. Yeah, I think Uptown, we've all town, baby. been telling you this whole time we love this movie. I think Braylock is right. I don't think Netflix is promoting this movie like that. And so if you listen to this podcast, I really want you to watch this shit. I'm about to start tweeting at Ozzy and Netflix because I feel like I want people to know this movie fucking exists because I think these actors are great. I think the story is great. I want them to get a sequel. I want to see um, werewolves versus the Bronx, zombies versus the Bronx. Uh, you know, I want to see it, dog. So I love everything about it. Fist all day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. You know I gave it two. You know I gave it two black fists because this movie is dope as hell. Okay? Okay? POC director. POC writer. POC's all up in the cast. In the cast. In the cast. That's it. Uh, yeah, I gave it a fist because I feel, what? Obviously, this movie <laughs> is exactly... The thing that we asked for is like you have a movie where you get to have this fun stuff. You have a POC cast. It's not just about black. It's not just for black people. It's not just about stereotypical black things. But it's dealing with real issues, you know that that these communities face and gets to have fun while doing it. Isn't like beating you over the head or you know just showing you black suffering and so you feel bad and you know. I don't know. Whatever. That, this good, movie man. was great. And these kids, I mean, I hope they get more stuff, man. I really do hope this becomes like a little Netflix movie franchise. I don't know if they do that stuff, but they should. They, this would be a great, a great to have uh, Werewolves versus the Bronx or, you know, uh, that, that it would be awesome. That would be so cool. Yeah, um, hell yeah. Could you imagine that? Hell yeah. Where with the monks? Or did they take it to Brooklyn? Be like, yo, you know, zombies versus Brooklyn. I don't care. Just give me more brown kids fighting off creatures. Um, yeah, man. Um, so yeah, three black fists. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, you could follow us at Black Men Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Black blackmenpodcast.com is our website where you find links to our defunct Patreon that does have a year's worth of episodes on it. So if you've never listened to it, shoot. $5 a month for as long as you want. You can listen. Um, and also, it, uh, links to our merch. We have shirts and stuff. We got a Hancock shirt. Is Hancock a good movie? Uh, we got Exceptional What's that? Negro. <laughs> Hancock? Yeah, what is that? Oh, wow, James. Yeah, it's okay. It's it, a, okay, I'm not talking about this. <laughs> you said no. You said no bits. I don't do bits. I don't okay. do bits anymore. I don't you even know what that is. You said it. All right. Uh, we also have Forever Dog Plus. If you uh, would love to listen to all your favorite Forever Dog podcasts like ours with no ads, uh, completely ad-free, head on over to foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Sign up for that. And uh, last but not least, if you rate us five, to, uh, five stars on iTunes, we'll read your reviews on the air, which I'm going to do now. This one is by... <laughs> this one is all the red 2020 antidote 
listening to the replay of the Black Panther review and hearing the palpable joy in their voices as they discussed the movie and growing up with the comic was a much-needed bright spot in an otherwise terrible week. I've listened to the show for years, and it was and it never fails to provide smart, funny, and insightful commentary on the film industry. This show has changed how I see movies and all entertainment, and I'm forever grateful for it. Oh, that was really sweet. Oh, I yeah, like thank that. You. I dig that. That was a nice one. Thank you. Yeah, uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all of the latest Forever Dog news. What's up, Black Men Can't Jump comic book fans? James III here to talk to you about my comic series, Junior, available now on Kickstarter. The ghost with the most past due child support is back in four brand new issues of this semi-autobiographical supernatural comic series. It's got all sorts of spooky hijinks for fans of Beetlejuice, The Good Place, and The Mummy, stuff like that, and features award-winning artists from Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, and more. It's available on Kickstarter through June 9th. Go to ruleof3inc.com or follow me at ruleof3inc on IG for more details. Donate today!